everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Let's go to Holland and welcome back to this program. This is Mick Foley. Mick, I'm, I'm, a, I'm a huge fan. We were just discussing before we went to the uh, call. On a daily basis, now, uh, how old of a man are you now? I just turned 50. Oh, wow. Uh, how yeah. much pain are you in on a daily basis like now you wake up seriously i always wanted because the first time i ever saw you in person you were i I drove to orlando to see raw and you were walking from the old amway arena to the hotel and you were hunched over and kind of limping and i and i just yelled i got i got so excited i yelled at the window mick and you gave me like a half-ass fist pump in the air and for a second i was like i just feel bad i feel like he's living with pain that was what, like 1998? Yeah, probably around that time. Yeah. So then you tack on 17 years, and there's your answer. Yeah. Because <laughs> I, I, I like to, I have the network, and I like to watch it with my son. He's only eight, but I want to make him watch all the older stuff. We watch a lot of ECW because I want him to see where it all comes from. And sometimes I just see you do stuff, and I know there's no way that that doesn't, that you don't take that pain home with you. Yeah, yeah, there was, uh, I wanted there to be no loopholes in what I did, and uh, and I wanted to do the type of things that would make, you know, that used to make me turn to my friends in the audience or in the basement of my house and go, oh, that had to hurt. And, yeah. Uh, yeah, it seemed like a good idea when I was 19, so. <laughs> so now at 50, when you get up in the morning, is everything cracking and rocking and all that? Ah, uh, you pay for it. You know, there was, I was actually, I was like, a few days ago, I was like, I, I don't think there's any way I can get on these, the airplane. My back's uh, been really uh, rough the last few days. And then I thought of Dave Grohl, you yeah. know, sitting in the throne, you know, with a broken leg. I was like, ah, Dave Grohl can do it. I can make mm-hmm. it too. So uh, I may not be upwardly mobile. Usually I prowl the stage like a cat. Right. And, uh, these uh, the show in Tampa on Sunday. Uh, yeah, I think I'll, I'll ask people to cut me some slack. I'll, I may be sitting for a lot of it. I'm usually up and about. You know, you go through phases, but this is a, this is not a this has not been a great week for me. You got a Santa Claus thing anyway. You might as well just get him a big Santa Claus chair to sit in everywhere you go. Uh, Mick is- you know, the thing about being Santa is like. You got Santa is all about like suspend, you know, you like you create this image, and you know, for some kids you're suspending disbelief, for the adults you're suspending disbelief. You don't want the first image of kids seeing Santa being ah, poor Santa. (laughs) (laughs) He's not going to be able to carry the presents. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I can't, I can't picture him up on a rooftop. So uh, hopefully I'll be good by uh, by Christmas time. When you were watching wrestling as a kid, when you turned to your friends, who were who were your favorite guys? Yeah, I loved. Uh, back in those days, we only got WWF, and before that, WWWF. So, uh, so uh, you know, I I, I I liked all the top guys. Whether it was Bruno, you hardly ever saw Bruno wrestle on TV back in those days. Uh, Jimmy Superfly stuff came along years later, kind of revitalized my interest in. Wrestling, he did the big dive off yeah. the uh, 
off the top. And so I was, I was really into it. You know, uh, when I say pre-Hogan, I'm only saying pre-Hogan because I got into it right about right at the time that Hogan got in. So the guy, and there went right about the time that Hogan came to WWE and became a phenomenon. So, uh, my era, like as a real, you know, as a fan was right before that, like with Snuka, Don Morocco, guys like that. Well, that's, I mean, I grew up in New York too, and that was it Saturday morning. My brother and I would just wait for it to come on in the afternoon. He, and then I don't know if you went through this, but I had to sit through like the last five minutes of, old school bad effects Doctor Who that they would show on Saturday afternoon <laughs> going into wrestling and then there would be Kung Fu Theater with Bruce Lee afterwards. So it was an afternoon of fighting in my house. But that was the thing. I watched all these great guys and, and being up in the Northeast and no internet or anything, you didn't know. Like, I didn't know Dusty Rhodes. I mean, I certainly knew his name, but I didn't know him until I moved to Florida. I didn't know half these guys that were down here, these legends, until I got out of out of New York. So you were, yeah, so I know what you mean when you say uh, pre-Hogan and the, the Wild Samoans. One of the things that was great for me was I could go to Tottenville High School and at, you know, nine years old with my father and see what was the equivalent of a Raw happening in a high school auditorium because they would just bring all the superstars there and it was like the greatest thing in the world. Yeah, they did high schools a lot back in back in the day. Yeah, they, they traveled, you know, they had their, their eight towns, you know, the Garden, uh, uh, New York, in New York City, Boston Garden, the Spectrum, but uh, you'd see the same guys coming by, uh, you know, they don't do that anymore. Uh, but the same guys coming by high schools. And even in the old days, you know, if you watch the same shows, I know a, a lot of people find fault with Raw. And I'm like, if you compare it side to side, <laughs> side by yeah. side with the stuff we grew up on, where the way they promoted shows just to have, an, uh, you know, a voiceover come in during a match and going, uh, Allentown Fairgrounds. Yeah. <laughs> That's right. That's exactly what it was. Um, when what was it? What's a payday like for a wrestler who's wrestling in a high school? Man, uh, you know, this is one of the things is because I can compare it to you know when we were at the like the CYS, the Catholic Youth Center, which I uh, am responsible for getting WWE thrown out of. So maybe <laughs> somebody can ask me about that during the Q and A part. Uh, and it was like the the. Uh, atmosphere was unbelievable but then the payoff you know was you get your check a few weeks later and be like i hate it what 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 do you give me an idea what are you getting if you're working in a cyo or cys ring oh probably just a few hundred dollars yeah all you god you wake up all sore the next day thinking you had the greatest match of your life and you're getting like 250 bucks for being in there (sighs) yeah so uh, so the payoffs could vary greatly these guys could do really well in the garden and now, you know, Mr. McMahon is kind of a, a limit, taking those shows out. And um, they, you know, they have got their NXT people coming around to some of the, uh, I was going to say smaller venues, you know, like 25, 3,000 seaters. But I hear they're doing uh, the Barclays Center the night before um, SummerSlam. So, uh, hey, I, you know, I mean, you guys are based in Tampa if, uh, uh, if you don't, you know, if somebody's a fan, they really need to see that that group of people. They're phenomenal. NXT yeah, well, and, and they do a good job at incorporating the NXT guys into the WWE so that you get, you know, they create stars early so that you know who they are. And that facility that they have in Orlando is unbelievable. And and the talent that comes up there is unbelievable. So uh, I haven't been there yet, but I, I would love to take my kids there and check out the NXT in Orlando because it's, it's a great product. 
I, I, I love it. I love it. So I think they actually might be in um, Tampa the night before I am. Oh, good. Uh, so, it, well, I probably shouldn't even mention that. I just <laughs> competition for my own show. No, listen mm-hmm. to me. You're going to want to see Mick Foley. And I can tell you this, Mick. I haven't seen you do stand-up, but I've met you a couple of times. You've been on the show a couple of times. Your first book, which was really the first wrestling book that was written, uh, was it a weird time in my career? I was doing good, but I was like on the on the upcome, you know. And it was a, it was very inspiring because you really get a message of if you love something enough, you can make it work for you. You really can. And I would pick up that book. I'm not gonna lie; I'd pick it up mostly when I was when I was taking a dump. But you, I'd spend quality time in there, sure. and I'd read it like three or four times because of that. You know, here you had this kid who was throwing himself off of roofs, and now he's headlining WrestleMania, and that's a big deal. And 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 no, and this is no secret to you, but it's not because he was in the gym every day. It was because he worked hard at at, at wrestling to become the superstar. So I I really appreciate that. But I also find the book to be very humorous, and I've seen you tell stories before. So if this is a a combination of you telling stories and being funny. This has got to be a home run. Yeah, it's uh, the wrestling. Uh, the wrestling stories. It's not. They're not setups and punchlines. So the wrestling stories, and um, you know, I really work on them and try to make them as good as I can. And then uh, this is kind of like the beginning stages of the new show. So it's not perfect yet, but we'll hit the Q and A, and the Q and A will be. Uh, you know, is always a lot of fun. I'm going to ask people if they'll. You know, bring me my. You know, bring me dusty questions. You know, because uh, Dusty's such a, a legendary figure, especially in Florida. Right. And I've I've got a lot of history with Dusty, a lot of fun stories. Uh, so if you're uh, at home, and and I think it's about fifty tickets left for Sun for Sunday show, so hopefully people move on those pretty quickly. But it should be uh, should be a great time. Yeah, and I bring that same. Uh, <laughs> you know, I I would would always. It's been it's been a tough. Uh, uh, it's been a it's been a tough product really to sell because people are like, wait a second, what are you doing stand up? And then I've literally had to, like looked at people and said, have you read my books? Yeah. And I go, yeah. I go, did they make you laugh? They go, yeah. I go, did you laugh out loud? They go, yeah. And I go, like, well, what's the problem? Yeah. Like, yeah. Right. What I'm gonna do like when I'm on stage, it doesn't that have to. I'm not going to be, uh, you know, like I said hitting uh, setups and punchlines, but I, w- I will make people laugh. I had, uh, about a year ago, I had Hogan and Bischoff in the studio, and I had just seen the Mike Tyson live show, and I, I have to tell you, that's great for guys like you and guys like Hogan who have had, long, like in your situation with a guy, you know, an almost average guy working his way to superstardom in the WWE and then being an author and all the great stuff that had happened to you, and him with all the ups and downs that he's had in his career, and the reality of it, getting up there and talking, I, I you don't have to be a wrestling fan to find that stuff interesting. And I, I'd love, I'm going to be out of town, but I would love to see you do this. I think it'd be great. Yeah, last time I was in, it was in May of last year, and we had a great time, and a couple of guests come up, but it's a lot of fun. The idea, I mean, the, I guess, yeah, it's the idea is I want people to feel not just like they've been someplace and had some laughs, but they've been kind of on a, yeah, a little trip with me, and that's kind of the way uh, Tyson's uh, Tyson's one man show is. Yeah. Uh, and like I said, this isn't going to be a perfect show because I'm kind of you know starting. We uh, we filmed a special for uh, WWE Network, and so I'm trying out some different things, and some of it works, some of it doesn't. 
but that's part of the fun of the process, you know, seeing what works, and then you, you kind of refine that, and then you throw stuff out there, and it fails miserably, and then that can be as much fun as, uh, you know, as, as, as watching somebody connect. Sure. Hey, Mick, did you own or do you own a, uh, a gym in Navarre, Florida? I did. Uh, yeah, that's what <laughs> you said. I didn't. I didn't get there as I. I, I was. In, you said you weren't one of those guys in the gym every day. I was thinking, you know, actually, I was. <laughs> yeah, because a buddy so, of mine, yeah, a, to, <laughs> a buddy of mine, used to work out there, and he goes. I think Mick Foley owns the gym because he's in there all the time. Well, what I meant was you weren't, you didn't have the physique of most <laughs> I, of the, yeah. He was, I got you completely. Uh, right? It was just, uh, I was dealing with the very limited hand that Mother Nature uh, dealt to me. <laughs> uh, but yeah, I did. Uh, my wife and I owned it for about five years. And, uh, you know, as, as most people who own gyms, really difficult. I'd get a call in the gym business, you're supposed to make your money by like absolutely positively not letting people out of contracts, making it as difficult as you can. And in my case, I'd get a call like at like 7 a.m. They'd be like, uh, Jim is claiming that there's a dust ball in the corner. And I'd say, just give him his money back. <laughs> I just, uh, you know, fortunately wrestling started picking up, you know, and in the end, I, I realized I probably wasn't going to need to be, uh, you know, uh, owning a gym for the rest of my life. And uh, for the last year we were there, it was a really good gym because we'd gotten rid of all the problems. We had a lot of people from the surrounding military bases. Word got around. That was a good place to to work out. It was kind of a unique, unique gym. Um, and then the, the state needed to widen the uh, the highway. And um, and they're <laughs> and uh, <laughs> they buy out. Uh, yeah, fortunately they bought it. <laughs> oh, there you well, go. Yeah, we almost made as much money. You know, we almost we almost broke even on it. Right. So it was a learning experience. We offered people a good place to work out. We had a lot of great wrestling memorabilia up on the walls and uh, and some good memories there. Listen, just because he wasn't working out in the gym every day didn't mean he didn't score a super hot wife. Your wife is gorgeous, and I see her at WrestleMania every time I go to WrestleMania. And the only downside to having a gorgeous wife is now you have a gorgeous daughter. And I remember I was with Sam from uh, Opie and Jim show. Yeah, yeah. And yeah. and Sam and we were talking to your daughter, had no idea who she was, and she walked away. And Sam goes, "Isn't she pretty?" I go, yeah, "She's beautiful." And he's like. That's Foley's daughter, and she's only like 16 or 17, and I went, Jesus Christ. And this is, I have a two-year-old daughter, and this is what I worry about uh, for when she got, like, I'm going to start feeding my daughter donuts now. I'll be like, <laughs> yeah. you just eat them. They're good for you. You should be a lesbian. Uh, listen, I'm a big fan of yours. I appreciate uh, what you've given to wrestling, and I, I hope you know that long after you're uh, gone from this planet, people will still be talking about some of the things you did, my man, and I look forward to you're coming to Tampa on Sunday at Sidesplitters. Go see Mick Foley. Tell some stories. Do some comedy and uh, have a good time sitting down with him. It's always good to have you on the show, buddy. Hey, I appreciate it. Thank you very much. And uh, hopefully I'll see you the next time I'm in town. Good luck to you, my man. All right. Have a nice day. So you go. There's uh, Mick Foley. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. 
And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.